hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Locker Room Podcast. As always, covering everything mixed martial arts related. And this time, I just want to get right into it because if you don't know now, I'm sure everybody knows the huge, absolute huge fight news that we had announced yesterday. Two big stories. They kind of coincide with one another, but regardless, um, they need to both be talked about. Now, exactly what did happen. First off, right off the bat, the president of the UFC, Mr. Dana White himself, went on YouTube on the UFC official, the official YouTube page of the UFC and announced some huge, huge bouts. First off, number two ranked Dustin the Diamond Poirier will be taking on number three ranked Justin Gaethje and in rematch of the absolute classic, the, oh my God, the wars that we have had between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. Not only them, but you can't forget the underground king himself, Eddie Alvarez and Michael Chandler. Those four gentlemen have put on the absolute best wars, the absolute best classics that we have ever seen inside of the octagon. Hands down, no competition. And it has been called throughout the years the circle of violence between these four men because the amount of brain damage they have inflicted on one another is absolutely astronomical. And that's just to say the least. Not only is this bout UFC 291 going down this July, I believe it is July, what is that, July 9th, I want to say off the top of my head, July, yes, July 29th, literally while the weekend after my birthday, but anyways, in Utah, it is going down, kind of wish it was not going down in Utah because the elevation is extremely high, kind of on the same elevation of Mexico City, where this is all going down between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. And we do not need these gentlemen gassing out because if you do fight at a higher elevation, it is very taxing. Your cardio kind of goes out the toilet. And this is a fight that we do not need to see these gentlemen getting exhausted in. Hopefully, they change the location you would have thought that with this being announced in Salt Lake City and the these huge fights are being announced, they would have done it in just flat elevation, you know, maybe like Las Vegas or something. But that is here. That is neither here or there. The bout is announced. And it is not only that, it is going to be for the BMF title once being held by one Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. It seems like they did retire the title once he retired himself. But now it looks like since he did retire, they're bringing it back out, bringing back out the BMF title. These gentlemen j- deserve it. The wars, the epic clashes, that arena is going to be massively loud. It's going to be deafening loud in there. And just so excited to see that. Not only that, we have Alex Pereira. Israel Adesanya's old rival taking on Jan Blahovich, which is interesting for a lot of reasons. Alex Pereira 
going up from 185 to 205. Israel Adesanya's own nemesis, taking on the only other gentleman to beat Israel Adesanya in number three ranked Mr. Polish power himself, Jan Blachowicz. And interesting because if you're going to, if you want Alex Pereira to look good, he's a stand-up artist, you know, glory kickboxing champion, middleweight champion, light heavyweight champion. His bread and butter is in the stand-up department. And Jan Blachowicz can wrestle his ass off. And with Alex Pereira, that that is just his kryptonite because he had to learn wrestling when he was, you know, early 30s. That's just way too late. I would have I would have rather matched him up with a, a Johnny Walker, perhaps a um, Ian Kudalaba. Um, uh, there's a, other people is there that I am missing. Uh, I forgot the one Russian gentleman. Uh, Vulcan Uzdemir, that would have been interesting. Jan Blahovich is kind of strange, but it looks like they're just trying to fast track him to a title. And not only that, we have Tony Ferguson taking on the one Bobby king green fantastic bout going on at the 155 pound division and tony ferguson i'm not gonna lie i i thought this was over i thought it was done with him losing i want to say five in a row which is uh it's just really hard to talk about because he was on an 11 fight winning streak he's supposed to get a title shot five times all five times being canceled Two due to injury on Khabib's side, two being to injury on Tony Ferguson's side, and one being <laughs> the fifth and final reason it being canceled due to COVID-19. So, and another reason why I did not believe this bout was going to happen because this past weekend, Tony Ferguson got a DUI. Not only did he get a DUI, he crashed his car into two other cars and then flipped it over luckily thank god no one was injured but it is strange for them to be announcing a fight a week after tony ferguson blatantly got a dui and not only that the cops took away his license on the spot so uh i I don't know what's going on um with that but this this bout is still going to be just carnage both these gentlemen love to stand up neither one of them uh love wrestling at all both of them are just straight up stand and bang artists and that's going to be a war and in so many ways and not only that oh my god this this card we have paula costa taking on ikram aliskarov kind of uh rushing ikram to the top but paula costa that that that's just going to be a fight fan favorite the meme king of youtube and then we have uh Wonder Boy Thompson, Stephen Thompson taking on Michelle Pajeda. That's, oh my God. And then Derek Lewis, Lewis, the Black Beast, taking on Marcus Rogero de Lima. Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. Oh my God. This is insane card for July. Absolutely stacked from top to bottom. Oh, so excited to hear. Oh, so that is one side of the news. The other big side of the news is Francis Nugano. Finally, after months and months of speculation, signing his contract with PFL, getting everything he wanted in the deal, he's going to be sitting on the board of the PFL Africa in order to um, acquire talent in Africa. 
he had some stipulations of the fight person he wanted, which is undisclosed. But what was disclosed is that his opponent will be making $1 million a minimum. So not only did he secure the bag for himself, he also did it for his opponent without the UFC. And he also, also in his contract, has the ability to box as well, which the UFC was absolutely never, ever, ever going to allow to happen. The only other person who had a similar deal like that was Conor McGregor. And it is just very interesting to see exactly what is going to happen now that um, Francis Nugano has signed with the PFL. He got everything he wanted in the deal. He's going to be on the board of developing contracts. Um, and the, the new contenders are coming on. Uh, getting the money he wanted. His opponents will be taken care of. We already see everyone under the sun calling him out. One of the bigger names being Fabricio Verdum. They don't have the talent as the UFC, but this is going to really shake up the world. Especially, especially if the rumors are true of the PFL purchasing Bellator. That's right. Purchasing Bellator. That is huge in itself. Because then we're going to see on the market, there's going to be a big three. It's going to be UFC, PFL, and one championship. And I really like that. That sounds absolutely fantastic for there to be just a giant big three of competition. They each have their own demographic and market. One championship having that Asian market on lockdown. UFC having the American market on lockdown. And then with PFL not only having Francis Nugano, but also absorbing Bellator's talent, it is very interesting in how everything is going to be shaken up regarding all of this. And that is the, it's crazy because that is the biggest news of the week. And as I was mentioning on the last episode, no one is talking about this upcoming weekend's card. And it is unfortunately just because we are seeing just a, a dilution of the fights. And that's only because they, they're on every single weekend. So you just can't have bangers on every single weekend. It's just impossible. You know, the main event, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. It's, I mean, Angela Hill is ranked 14. Yeah, she's ranked 14, and Mackenzie Dern is ranked number 8. This is, like, they're fighting, but what are they fighting for? Neither one of these women will be getting a championship, um, a championship title fight. Even if whoever wins this, they would have to win, like, their next two to three bouts in order to get a, a, title, a title shot. So, it's, I'm not too sure. It's just strange overall, but... Here we are, you know, just here we are. It's better than nothing. It's happening 6 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I do have Mackenzie Dern winning this this bout, I believe, because she's just so great on the ground with her jiu-jitsu. I do believe she's going to take down Angela Hill, beat her up, and try to get the submission. Angela Hill, um, you know, she's a hell of a fighter, but she's been in the game for so long. Not only is she ranked lower on the list, uh, she is in her late 30s, um, and she just sometimes just doesn't pull off the wins that she needs. Mackenzie Dern, 
just one of the best on the ground, if not one of the top three best uh, women in the division, especially with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And she only loses to the best of the best. And when it comes to, yeah, the, definitely she has a top three ground game out of any of the women in the division. So I definitely believe that it's going to be their game plan. I have a feeling this is going to end by a submission in the second or third round. Um, that's going to go down 6 o'clock Central Time. As always, we'll be covering that with Sunday and Monday. Make sure you guys tune in and I will talk to you all next time.